Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast for December 2nd of 2019. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. I mean, follow the show on Twitter. Great start, man. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. You know, um, that was pretty pathetic to start the week that way. But you know what? We uh, we did it, and we'll get right through it. So um, I'm sure you guys are well aware on Friday I recorded a episode with a Locked On Capitals uh, host, uh, Nikki uh, Giordano. A lot of fun to do. Um, it's a nice Caps-Pens rivalry episode. Uh, you know, she didn't have a lot of nice things to say about the Penguins, even though I had a, a couple of nice things to say about the Capitals because I can um, put my hate aside. But you know what? Still good. a lot of fun to talk about um, the Caps and the Pens rivalry. It's one of the best rivalries in hockey, even though they don't play each other until February. Uh, you know, Nikki, I uh, still love you, even though you um, didn't have too much uh, any good things to say about the, the, the Penguins. But you know what? It's okay because um, that's probably all, all the good stuff I'll say about the Capitals is about Alex Ovechkin. So um, anyways... You guys didn't want to uh, listen to that? Go listen to that. It's on the Locked On Capitals um, page. I retweeted it under the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. But let's just get right into this episode. So the Penguins, of course, lost back-to-back games this weekend to the Blues and the Blue Jackets. Um, not not anything good came out of those games. Um, the Blue Jackets, I thought it was the Penguins' worst game of the season since the Sabers. They came out flat. They were being out attempted, I think, by 20 shot attempts at some point in the game, barely getting shots on net. I mean, I know it was one to one at one point, but uh, then the Jackets just blew it right open. Um, there was not, there was nothing good coming out of that game. Uh, Trish and Jari started it, but I mean, none of the goals were really his fault. The Penguins had a, a lot of bad defensive breakdowns. They've been giving up a lot of goals on the power play on the on the PK lately. Um, that's something that they're going to need to correct again after having a really nice. Stretch, I think, like I said, it was, it was 10 games in a row without giving up a power play goal. Um, they're going to have to correct that going forward because the pace that they're on right now, you can't keep giving up goals shorthanded. Um, I'm sure Jacques Martin will figure it out. He's one of the best, uh, I think, defensive coaches, assistant coaches in the league. And the Penguins have a really good PK unit. So I think it'll be okay. Um, but, you know, Gensel, at least, you know, I think one positive, the only positive out of that game was that Jake Gensel had a really nice goal on Corpusalo. He waited for his legs to open up. Fired it. This was well in the closing seconds of the first period. Made it one-one, and then of course um, nothing really much happened after that. Um, the Penguins they did score to make it four-two. Um, four-one. Chris Letang got his uh, another goal for him, and then the Penguins looked like they were carrying play a little bit. But then of course they get a power play, and um, Penguins power play. I've just I've run out of stuff to say about the Penguins power play. Every time they step foot on the ice, it's like they don't know what the heck they're doing. Um, I know it's not as bad as that skid earlier in the season when it was. Over twenty five, over twenty eight, or something like that. But I mean, man, is it, it's just bad. Um, the puck moving is awful. They're not getting pucks on net. It can't even enter the zone. It's just a tire fire. And I know you're missing Sidney Crosby. Obviously, that's a big part of it. But I mean, even when you have Evgeny Malkin in the ice and Patrick Hornquist and Chris Letang and Jake Gensel, who's had an outstanding season, the power play should not be that bad. And it's an issue. Um, Hopefully, you know, Mark Recchi does some new things to work on the power play. Um, he's looking pretty bad as an assistant coach that runs the power play. Um, that's all I'll say about that right now. Um, moving on to the Blues game. Um, just, I mean, the Penguins are actually looked like they were carrying play in the game. I think they were out-possessing them, out-chancing them. But um, this, we'll, 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 I guess we'll just get right into this now. Uh, Matt Murray, man, he, he's got to be better. Um, I don't know how else to sugarcoat this. Um, he sucked lately. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know how else to say it other than he has been completely awful these last few weeks. It's probably been Murray's 
worst three weeks of his NHL career. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't think he's being overworked now. They're trying to get Jari some more starts because he's had a really good, strong start to the season. Um, I don't think – is he hurt? Is he having a lower body injury? Because he had some similar stats at the beginning of the season last year when we found out he was hurt. Then he just comes back and then he just goes on a tear from December all the way until April. So – and he finished top 10 in the league. Saber percentage in top three, the top three, top five the rest of the way. So I don't know what's going on with Matt Murray right now. Um his numbers uh, say, have been dreadful, to say the least. Um, I don't think he's been over. If I, I, I have to go back and check check this. I don't think he's been over nine twenty in any start in November. Um, I can actually check right now. I can go get his game log. Uh, do 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 do. Okay, so my mistake. So he's had two. He had two good starts um, in the month of November. Um, and that was over. Uh, uh, 9-20, so the Oilers' overtime loss where, yeah, you know, that game was really not on him, and then he was 9-35 against the uh, Blackhawks on November 9th, but other than that, guys, after that Oilers game, you know, 7-27 against the Bruins, 8-70 against the Islanders, 8-89 against the Rangers, 9-05 against the uh, the Devils, 8-81 against the Islanders, 8-33 against the uh, Islanders again, 7-14 against the Canucks, and then 8-15, um, Against the uh, Blues. So overall, guys, in the month of November, after a really strong October, memory was 923 overall in the month of oct- October, 867 in the month of November. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what the problem is. He's not playing his way to a contract right now. That's for damn sure. Uh, he's not playing his way to wanting six million per year, seven million per year. His overall save percentage now for this season. Is eight ninety seven. It was, I mean, it was nine twenty three, and that awful month of November dropped it below nine hundred for this season. That's just absolutely awful. Um, I think he's going to turn it around at some point. He's too good not to. But this is this is definitely a little frightening. I think um, we haven't really seen, like I said, we really haven't seen Matt Murray um, play like this for an extended period. Of t- I mean, for time for these for a whole month, especially. Um, he keeps coming to practice, so I don't think he's hurt. I just I think he's his confidence is not high right now. Um, he's not he, he's like not looks like he's not seeing the puck at all. I mean, there's a a goal um, in the game against uh, it was in the game against the Blue. The Penguins were up one one, and the second goal he gave up was just it, it, it was it looked like it was going wide, and it just deflects off his blocker and go it goes in. I, I don't know what Murray was doing coming out all the way of his crease. Um, there was plenty of goals in that game where I was just like, he usually these are routine saves for Murray, and he's just he's not giving them the goaltending that he usually does. And going forward, you know, you're gonna have to give Tristan Darry more starts. I, there's no goalie controversy, but until Matt Murray gets himself right, and until he starts playing at the level that we know he can play at, that he's proved that he can play at, you got to keep giving the backup who's had a really good start, uh, start to the season more starts. You know, the Penguins. They're, you know, they're ble- they bled points this weekend. You can't have a back-to-back and get no points, especially with the injury situation, which has gotten a lot worse. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in the next segment. But, I mean, it's just it, – it's bad. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I don't know who, if he's going to get a lot of more starts going forward. Like I said, I know I would give Jari more starts. Um, and the game against the Blues, I'd go to Jari that game. Uh, I, I really would. He, he's earned it. And then the back-to-back this weekend, I'd almost throw Murray out against the Red Wings and then leave Jari in to play the Coyotes. I know, you know, 
Um, I know the Coyotes are, I mean, I'm going to say, I know the first game is usually when Murray goes, but, you know, go Jari the first game and then go put Murray out there against one of the worst teams in the league in the Red Wings. If you struggle against the Red Wings, there are some serious problems. That, that team is just so bad. And, and I just, I feel bad for Steve Eisenman. They don't generate chances at all. They hardly score almost, it looks like. Um, that, that's the game where you would like for Murray to get um, his start to get his confidence back and actually start to put up some decent numbers. Uh, you know, new month maybe, you know, new Matt Murray. So, you know, it, this is going to be interesting. We'll see this month if he really turns around and plays like he did in October. Also, guys, um, remember, treat yourself to the meal you deserve. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. You guys can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can just find this and all the other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. So um, the Penguins injury situation of... <laughs> Kind of run out of words to describe it. Uh, I'm laughing about it because it really is just—it's just funny at this point. It's just a joke. Um, poor Brian Dumoulin. You know he's going to be out eight weeks now because of ankle surgery that he had to have. Um, it looked like his ankle—it it got tangled up with—I um, think it was Sanford during the early in the, in the Blues game. Hobbled off the ice. You know, usually when a player hobbles off the ice like that, it ain't good. Uh, he didn't return for the rest of the game, so it was like, of course, Penguins are luck has that. Brian Rust fall up. Uh, Falls in practice, he's day-to-day. Patrick Hornquist, he falls in practice, he's getting evaluated. It's like, we got, the Penguins injury situation is so bad now that it's, it's over 100 man games lost. And we got players falling in practice, getting hurt. You, just, you, can't, you can't even make it up this point. And um, earlier today, um, Jared McCann, uh, Wes Crosby, who covers the team for NHL.com, uh, shout, uh, shout out to him. Jared McCann basically had the reaction when another key player goes down. He goes, at this point, you just have to smile. I mean, well, shit. And that's, you know what, Jared? You know, he basically spoke for the whole fan base. He spoke for basically, I mean, hockey Twitter around the world. I mean, yeah, it says it all. I mean, it's just, I, I just, I, I, it's crazy how bad it is now. That's two, three more players added to the injured list. Um, it looks like Justin Schultz is going to be returning to practice. Apparently, Mike Sullivan today said that he's been skating on his own, so that's good news. But um, I mean, geez, and uh, you know, it just looks like there's no end in sight uh, for these Penguins injuries. Uh, I, I, it's just this this borders on the level of 2014 uh, crap when the Penguins were icing a bunch of. I think it was a whole almost a whole AHL lineup besides Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin for almost that entire season. Um, I said I just I don't know what else to say about it. It's just it's that it's that freaking bad right now that they're without so many forwards, so many defensemen, and now you're gonna have to actually play Jack Johnson, um, you know, on potentially the top pairing, which would be stupid anyway. Um, uh, and the second pairing, which is just ugh, that's not what he he's here to be used for. Um, everyone just plays so far out of position. Um, I just I don't know what else to say. Um. Another good thing I forgot, did forgot to mention from this weekend, uh, Sam Lafferty's goal. I mean, wow. Um, I know he walked Derek Pouliot. Of course, all the Derek Pouliot uh, jokes came out. It's one of my favorite moments, I think, of Penguins Twitter. Uh, like, it was a couple years ago when the Penguins traded. People were like, well, you know, they didn't give Derek Pouliot a fair chance. Like, that's been, you know, they didn't give him a fair chance at all. He's just always in the press box. You can't really see what he has to do. He has some good possession numbers. I'm like, every game, I, I know, and I know the possession means a lot because I look at it a lot and it's actually used to, you know, help, like, the eye test. But 
he, he, he did not look good in any game he played in. He was so bad defensively. Barely brought anything offensively. And you know what? Mike Sullivan, he's one of the five best coaches in hockey, at least in my opinion. And that was his third coaching regime that he had gone through that he was just so bad. Um, and you know what? The Penguins got ties with him. So I didn't really understand why people got so mad about it. Um, uh, but Lafferty walked him and then uh, beat Bennington. He went uh, backhand, forehand. A gorgeous goal. Um, like I said, he's, you know, he, he's going to stay in the lineup for a long time because the Penguins will, um, will just never stop being injured. But if they eventually do get healthy, probably won't. If they eventually do, um, I, he's definitely going to make a push to um, uh, be, be that 13th forward potentially. I mean 13th forward, be that 12th forward, excuse me. Also, you know, it was funny during the game to see something like the Penguins media uh, dunk on Derek Pouliot. Well, I mean, rightfully so. He's not good. But then some of these same people will, like, defend Jack Johnson, which I think is, like, kind of weird because Jack Johnson is really bad. And, you know, I, I've read all the hit pieces on Jack Johnson. Um, um, I, I, I'm really uh, – I'm good friends with, with the writer, a couple of the writers that write them. I have nothing bad to say about them. But – I mean, they're really, I mean, he's just, there's been really no improvement in this game. I mean, sure, you could go say he went from a complete liability to just garbage. I mean, is, is that is that an upgrade at this point? But um, that I think that's like kind of confusing to me. Like we can dunk on someone like Pouillard who um, was bad defensively, but not someone like Jack Johnson who um, is also really bad defensively and does not bring any offense to the table whatsoever. So, um that definitely is weird to me, I would say. Um, but you know what? I'm not really going to go into it. I'm not trying to start a debate or anything. But, um, you know, if you're going to trash one defense, like, so overall, if you're going to trash one defenseman not being good defensively and doesn't really bring much offense, you can do the same for the other one who is also on a five-year contract work with making $3.25 million. I don't think it's that hard. He's not good at what he does. Um, I don't care what pairing he's on. It, 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 it is what it is, basically, at this point. But... Uh, you know, two losses to the Penguins. That drops them to fifth in the Metropolitan Division. But, man, it is tight all the way up to second place. The Penguins, I think second to fifth place is only, like, three points. Like, th three, four points. The Penguins, with the, with the win, the Penguins will jump that right back into a playoff spot at, at this point. So, I mean, it's really tight right now. I mean, you'd expect it. Um, hopefully, the Penguins will get healthy soon. Uh, Sidney Crosby should be back in a few weeks. I think his prognosis goes until Christmas time. Justin Schultz, it looks like he's going to start practicing soon, too. That will be big to get him back. Hopefully, he can play at least a decently uh, decent level, especially with Brian Dumoulin being out for the next two months. He'll be out until early February, so right around when the Super Bowl comes around. So um, that's good. That's a massive loss. I think a lot of people don't really um, know how just how good Brian Dumoulin is around the league. He forms one of the best pairings in the league with Chris Letang. He's so good defensively in his own zone. I know for the longest time people were saying, you know, he doesn't bring a lot of offense. I, I do think that's part of his game that definitely still needs to get going. But, I mean, he's just such a steady defense. He's kind of like a mini Paul Martin to me, I would say. He's just he's such a smart hockey player. He, 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 just, it, it, he knows how to win the pinch. He knows um, how to play in the defensive zone. He can move the puck. He's just a great compliment to Chris Letang, who does like to take a lot of risk and is an outstanding offensive defenseman, just a, really just a great defenseman in, in, in the league. But um, they just form such a great pairing. It's going to be it's gonna be sad to not see that pairing for uh, at least a couple months, hopefully. Um, Brian Dumoulin gets a, a good speedy recovery, and he'll be back on that top pairing. Hopefully the Penguins will be in a playoff spot by then. I think they will be. I still don't think they're in any danger of missing the playoffs. Penguins usually go on their hot streaks around this time anyway, January, February. So uh, 
Oh, they we uh, we hope to see them get uh healthy at least starting soon with Justin Schultz and potentially Sidney Crosby. But and also hope the injuries to Brian Rust and Patrick Hornquist aren't so bad, even though they fall on the ice of practice. That's like that's like something that would happen to like Bo Bennett of all of all players. And I mean that that was that was a player that, that literally he he scored a goal and then jumped in the glass and celebrated and he got hurt and it was day to day. He was. Poor Bo Ben. It was the most injury-prone player that I think I've ever seen in all sports. So um, I don't want to dunk on him really too much. But um, yeah, Penguins injury luck, guys. Um, like Jared McCann. Like Jared McCann uh, basically said, you know, well, shit. You know, well, what what are you gonna do about it? All right. So for this last segment, um, I don't really have too much else to really talk about for this last segment because um, the Penguins don't play till Wednesday. It's kind of that weird thing. The Penguins have um. Three full days off before they play again on Wednesday after a game on Saturday. Usually, it's they play again on like a Tuesday or something. Or, uh, they usually don't play on a Monday, but usually be like a Tuesday or Thursday. But uh, well, basically, to do a home and home with the St. Louis Blues, um, the Penguins will try to get back to the Blues for uh, them beating them four to one. Um, but of course, you know the big game this coming week is Arizona. Phil Kessel will return to the uh, PBG Paints Arena for the first time. Um, without being a Pittsburgh Penguin, and uh, it's definitely going to be a bit sad, I think, for a lot of people, um, considering what he did for this franchise, bringing them, uh, help bring, bringing them those two cups in 2016, 2017. Um, I guess so, some of my favorite Phil Kessel moments will probably be, um, you know, I think just uh, him in the, um, I think it was, it was being recorded, I think, by uh, Evgeny Malkin, he was like, in the, um, it was like in the machine where like he like gets like a, like not like a massage, like a massage, but like he like gets it's like a um, like a heating machine or something, and he's just like sitting in there chilling. Um, of course, you know the tweet, uh, Team USA tweet uh, that was absolutely hysterical. You know, thinking I thought I could have been doing something, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. And then of course John Torella got so mad about it. But um, on the ice stuff, uh, you know just. Those two playoff runs, uh, just he got. He's got to be one of the cl- most clutch players I think I've ever seen. Uh, whenever the Penguins needed a big goal or a big moment, he was there. You know, the, the two goals against Washington um, in Game Six of the, of the clincher, um, goals in the Tampa series, goals in the final, goal goals in every series. He could, you could, he could have been the Conn Smythe winner um, that season for Pitts, uh, for that playoff run for the Penguins in 2017. Um, you know, I mean. The goal in Game Two against Ottawa. I mean, man, that was that was huge. The Penguins could not go down. Um, uh, love to o two back to Ottawa with the way that Ottawa was just trapping the hell out of that series. Uh, Kessel, that was such a it was just a great play. To, you know, the shot block happened, then he got the puck right back. Anderson really wasn't expecting the next shot, and he just blew it right past him. Um, yeah, you know, and he was a point per game player here basically every season in Pittsburgh. Um, and I think the Penguins are definitely missing that right now. Missing his power play presence. Um, Alex Galchenyuk has been absolutely awful um, in every single way. I, I, and I was um, reading uh, some takes on Twitter. Adam Gretz had a really good uh, take on Twitter. Um, I don't know if he like. I, I agree. Like, I don't really know if um, Galchenyuk lasts the whole season or potentially even past January. If the Penguins want to look into getting a high uh, rental uh, winger, um, Taylor Hall's available. Everyone. Um, I mean that he can maybe be a trade chip in that, but also it's ratio. He knows the Penguin system. I think down to a T, considering he was here um, in Pittsburgh for a very long time. But otherwise, going back to Phil Kessel, 
Um, he was just the the funniest person in an interview I think I've ever seen. So I think a media person asked him, "Phil, uh, what'd you do this summer?" He goes, "Same old shit, I guess." <laughs> it was like he, he. We all know he's so awkward towards the media. He doesn't really like talking on camera, but whenever he did, he always had something funny to say. Um, I always love when Malkin and when Gino and Phil went at it um, on the ice and then in the locker room. Um, they they were just so hilarious together. But you know, Phil, you know, point per game player. Uh, those do not go on trees. He, he's, he was just just absolutely outstanding. I remember, you know, the day they acquired him, uh, I probably probably screamed a little too hard because you know what? That was that was the winger that they need at the at the time. And you know, I wish he was still here this season. Um, you know, that trade for Galchenyuk is just looking worse and worse by the day. Um, we don't know what we have in P.O. Joseph yet. I mean, still wish that trade. I mean, if there was a trade to happen with Phil Kessel, I wish it was the Jason Zucker trade. Where you know at least you know what you're getting in Jason Zucker because he actually is producing a, a lot this season. Now Scott Jenkins just has one goal and just a few other assists, which is he's just just been awful. And I just I don't know, but no Penguins fans that are going to the game on Friday, please give Phil Kessel a standing ovation. Um, he deserves it. Brought help bring the two cups there. Point per game player, great playoff performer. Um, that shot that he has is one of the most underrated, best shots I think in the league. Um, he was just, he, he was, he filled a lot of needs for the Penguins. And I know the marriage was never meant to last, uh, his whole, the rest of his contract, but you know what? He did what he needed to do. And I still wish that he would have been here at least one more season, but you know what? Um, just, oh, man, I, I'll never have anything bad to say about Phil Castle. He was just absolutely outstanding. But, um, and of course the Penguins, like I said, the next night they go to Detroit on Saturday to play the Red Wings for the first time this season as they have been one of the worst teams in the league this season. So that about wraps it up for this edition of Locked on Penguins. Um, there'll, there'll be another episode coming tomorrow. I'm not really sure what we'll do for that yet. I may have I may have a couple things up my sleeve that I'm thinking about doing. So um, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.